The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of federal marketing. Now, your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm here today with uh, 3B. Uh, I've got with me uh, Rita Walston, who is the Director of Federal Marketing for Snowflake, uh, Luann Brossman, the founder and CEO of Government Marketing University, and Larry Rosenfeld, first-timer on my show, uh, who is the CEO of Sage Communications. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. Larry, I'm going to start with you because you are my, my, uh, the only first-timer in, in this room. And I apologize for that. We'll do another one before my next anniversary here. Um, <laughs> so tell people who you are, what you do, what Sage is. So I'm Larry Rosenfeld, and I am the co-founder of Sage Communications, which started about 15 years ago. And we specialize in working with technology companies who are selling products, services and solutions to the federal marketplace, actually the public sector in general, Uh, full service, PR, social media, advertising, lead gen, demand gen, websites, et cetera. And uh, we are probably, I would consider us the number one agency in this town. There's, there's a lot of people who, who would agree. Um, And just to show how long Larry's been doing this, Larry and I, met back in 1993 after PRC won what was then the largest IDIQ ever awarded the Super Mini contract. Uh, And we were in a boardroom uh, at PRC, and Larry had my father for math many years (laughs) prior. So, (laughs) and he remembered. So, Uh, Rita, fill us in. Hello, sir. Thank you again for having me. So I'm Rita Walston. I'm currently the Federal Marketing Director for Snowflake. We are a data warehouse built in the cloud, been around selling commercially since about 2015, and just this year are now standing up a a federal practice. My background, haven't been around since uh, your dad was teaching math, Mark. (laughs) Um, I actually started in media market research back in the day, moved into publishing, and have been involved in public sector marketing since about 2005, so... For a little while yet. Yeah, yeah, just a bit. So, and Ms. Brosman. Yes, hello, Mark. It's always great to be in the studio with you. So thanks for having me back on. Um, I always hate to say the number of years I've been doing this, but now I can say it because you might even be longer. So there, Um, (laughs) maybe not. So started, you know, in the early 80s and have only done government marketing my entire career. It's all I know. It's what I love. It's in my bones. Um, got the idea for Government Marketing University actually back in 2007, which is when I bought the URL for it. And at the same time, I started a company called Virtual Marketing, which is a full-service marketing agency for technology companies that sell to the U.S. public sector. And sitting next to Larry here, Larry acquired Virtual Marketing back last November of 2018, uh, which gives me, and I'm still very much a part of that, but it also gives me the availability and the time to really put the focus on Government Marketing University because there's such a need out there for training not only the young marketers, but the mid-level and the senior-level marketers because there's just a lot of new technology coming at us, and that's 
really where I get my passion is taking what I know and taking what people like Rita and Larry and yourself, Mark, and there's many, many, many others out there that have knowledge to share. So that's what GMARCU is all about. It is a collective effort. You know, people, you know, thank me for the books and stuff. And I say, well, if you look in the back of the books, there's this thing called an index. And in the index, you'll see literally, you know, 150 names of people I'm citing and I'm using their examples or their research or something. So mm-hmm. it is very much a collective universe. So Absolutely. A marketplace of knowledge. It, it It is indeed, which leads me to topic number one today, and that is our fall uh, eventscape, if you will. We have three events. We have a lot of events coming up, but but three of them particular impact uh, the the marketing and marketing and sales universe. First, October 31, we have the Federal Media and Marketing Study which I believe is now in its 11th year, I think. It's a lot of years. I can't remember exactly, but yes, a lot of years. Yeah, and Lisa's been doing the research for 25 years as Market Connections. Now now it's Lisa and Aaron. But, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of a – Larry, I usually see you there. Every Um, time. Lou, you're always there. Always there. there. Do you go to that one? I do. Most yeah. years I, I'm there. Yep. Yeah. I, again, it's it's about the networking and talking to others in our industry, and I think there's just some great information available from that. The, the, the studies are great, and this year the preview slides will not be available unless you attend. So another reason to attend. And you know, another more- side to that, they're doing something a little bit different this year, teaming with GMARQ, where GMARQ is bringing in our, a couple of ambassadors. An ambassador is a former federal CIO, CTO, CISO, SESer. So we've put a panel together um, that Aaron will be participating in as well, talking about take this facts that we've got from this year's study and how do you interpret that into making sure you're attracting and your marketing efforts the C-suite within government. I think that's so important, Luann. Um, to, to make it what I always call actionable information and not just cocktail conversation. So I'm looking forward to that, hearing that panel. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, we were talking about that before. I mean, Larry and I, uh, we don't work together hardly at all, but we did back in, in the 90s on PRC, and I'm happy to say that we, we helped PRC collectively max the value of that vehicle uh, it was nine years, $11 billion, and they did it in seven or something to the point where they got acquired. Well, it was the first <clears throat> IDIQ that exceeded a billion dollars in revenue, and it was a very direct marketing-related campaign that included all facets of communications, advertising, PR, direct marketing, events, and everything else. And uh, it just proved one thing, that if you invest money in marketing and you will reap the rewards and revenue. And I think you can learn from that as well. Marketers today, we talk all the time, do program-based marketing. You know, marketers should be in front of these big IDIQs when they're coming out at the RFI level and getting your company's brand in front of these agencies. Yeah, it kind of surprises me in a way that so many companies spend millions of dollars at times to win an IDIQ (laughs) or a GWAC, and they do not market it once they win it. I knew where that was going. <laughs> yes. Very yeah, true. I mean, you, you have a seven-figure expenditure on on the front end, and you're you're waiting for the phone to ring after. Yep. <laughs> Amazing stuff. You need follow through, right? And we're yeah. actually going to talk about that at Gain this year, Mark. That well, exact we're going to talk about Gain right now because that's the second event we're going to mm-hmm. talk about the uh, uh, Gov Mark U's uh, fourth 
It's our fourth annual GAIN, right? GAIN stands for Grow, Accelerate, Innovate, and Network. Yeah, and last year there were probably about 250 marketing professionals uh, there, lots of really interesting discussions, presentations. Um, uh, I, I see everybody in this room, I, I see there too. So, uh, But, you know, the other thing about GAIN is it's the only venue – uh, that is full day where marketing professionals can actually network with other marketing professionals. And that's absolutely vital to your your intellectual growth and expanding your your personal network. Yeah, over 80% of gainers who attend GAIN say that the number one reason they come to GAIN is for networking because it's it's a place for marketers to come together and find their people. I believe that um, you need that social interaction that's human to human as opposed to doing everything on social media to build your network. And it's, it works well for collaboration, but in order to build long-lasting relationships that go many years, decades, you need to have that human human touch. Well, and I think another thing that you bring so much to the fore there, Luann, is so many marketers, and I'm kind of in that boat now – you know, I was with a mixed group where I had a whole marketing team. But for a lot of us, you're you're a, a team of one in marketing. And going to gain really gives you that opportunity to network with other marketers, toss ideas back and forth. Some of the newbies get to talk to the folks who have been around the block once or twice. So it, it really does offer something that I think was lacking in the marketplace. So Luann, kudos to, to getting that thing set up and going. It's a, it's a great event, and the energy this year is really going to be fun uh, because for the first year, we actually have a theme that we're, we're focusing on. It's the customer journey. It's really customer experience is the umbrella messaging, and under that, the customer journey. And we have two really strong uh, keynote, that, keynote individuals that are really going to bring that home. So we're excited about that. And that goes to program marketing. That falls right into the customer journey. So many marketers think about or they're paid on bringing in leads, and once the leads are uploaded to their CRM tool or their, sad to say, spreadsheets, they're off to the next campaign. And so we are really going to work to stress and teach um, our audiences and our students that you need to follow that lead forever because you need to market even after they buy your product to build that loyalty. So well, that's yeah, what Gain's going to talk the, about this year. The, the whole relationship aspect there is is critical, and that's going to be a re- it's it's a recurrent thing in pretty much everything I write about or everything I talk about, even on the show. This is a relationship driven market. Again, Larry and I go back uh, twenty six years now. Uh, Lou, I don't even remember when we met, but it was probably in the nineties. Rita, we probably didn't meet until God the two thousands. Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I came late to the party, but I'm glad to be here. Well, there you go. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. We'll be back right after this. This is John Gilroy, host of Federal Tech Talk. I spent more than a decade interviewing the federal contracting community on IT trends and how they shape the work done by the federal government. Technology's evolution has helped and challenged feds to keep pace and make the best use of IT to meet their agency's mission. Meet the next tech company government needs to know on Federal Tech Talk. Tuesday afternoons at 1 on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network, or subscribe to Federal Tech Talk on iTunes or Podcast One. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. 
I am Mark Amtower. I'm here today with Rita Walston, Luann Brassman, and Larry Rosenfeld. Just a, a quick cleanup here. Federal Media and Marketing uh, Study is uh, Halloween 1031. Uh, you can find the information at marketconnectionsincinc.com. The GAIN Conference, uh, you can find information at thegainconference.com. That is by Government Marketing University or GMARQ. And uh, the one that we're going to talk about right now is the Government IT Sales Summit put on by Arrow Imix. And uh, this will be year six. Year six. And yeah. my fifth year speaking there. That's yes. pretty cool. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, GovITSalesSummit.com. It's on November 21st. That's the Thursday before Thanksgiving. We always do it the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Everybody seems to be kind of getting back into town so that they can take the next week off. And yes, very delighted, Luann, that you will be moderating our marketing session. And uh, we'll have you there, Mark. And we'll also have Aaron Heffron from Market Connections and Doug Mishkuri from GovLoop. So I think it's going to be a great panel, really strong panel. And, and we were talking earlier about having actionable information. And I think that's one thing that the summit does year after year, whether it's from our market intelligence team, industry experts like you, Luann, and Mark. Uh, we bring a number of government folks in to talk about some of the different technologies. And the whole goal here is to have that actionable information and then deliver that networking, that relationship building. So yeah, and, to see and everybody you're, there. You're, you're providing this information when people are formulating their plans. So uh, and I don't think we talked about this on air, or maybe we did, uh, coordinating your marketing efforts with your contractual vehicles and the agencies that buy from you, uh, you know, is, is facilitated by information that's provided at that conference. Um, you know, Bloomberg does a an army briefing right before AUSA. They do it before the Navy conference. They do it before the Air Force conference. It's, you know, it's it's necessary information to understand which vehicles are the most preferred, the most used, and for what. Exactly, and where the technology is going, which agencies are focusing on what. Because, again, with the marketing, you need to align with your sales team, right? You want to make sure that you're not just out there doing something and the sales team isn't following through on it, taking advantage of the marketing programs and campaigns that you're putting out there. So the summit brings all of it together. And, and I think it's, you know, we always have nearly a thousand people crammed into the Reston Hyatt Regency. So looking forward to another strong event this year. Yeah, it's always fun. Again, networking is is superb. Thank you for getting me back on the roster. Absolutely. You know, I'd like to toss out too that I think marketers need to come to the summit. Mm -hmm. Very full with sales and BD and leadership, but you don't see a lot of the actual government marketers there. So I'd recommend that they show up as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and largely not, not just for the networking, but the networking is key. But for that agency information, most companies do not sell to all agencies. And most companies have a very finite uh, number of contractual vehicles from which they operate. So Larry, you, you've been doing this forever. I mean, you and I have been attending shows together for damn near 30 years. 40. Not going there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what's your take on the summit? You know, I go every year. I find it to be very helpful, and uh, I learn new things all the time. Uh, but it goes back and reinforces some of my, my theories about the fact that the federal government is not – 
one vertical, but it's many verticals Absolutely. and sub-verticals. You have DOD and civilian and DHS, and under each of those big topics, you have many different uh, agencies with different needs, different budgets, different requirements for their IT, and, you know, it's all about, you know, increasing efficiency and and keeping costs down, particularly uh, in today's uh, world that we live in in the government space. Well, I mean, all of us here are involved in the marketing side and all of us understand that the first thing that gets cut on a contractor side, if things need to be cut, is the marketing budget. So. You know, that's true often, but, you know, in today's world again, by the way, before we get started, my uh, younger employees have uh, voted me in my company the most apt to um, mention the old days. And now that we're talking <laughs> we're, we're about there the soon. change <laughs> in the evolution of marketing in the space, you know, this is, it's very appropriate. But, you know, I enjoyed the old days. I enjoyed, real, you know, real advertising and real PR and and we're still doing it, and but you know, using social media and other forms of uh, communications and events, et cetera, are you know all part of the mix, and uh, everything has a has a place. But again, in today's world, you don't see the advertising budgets that we used to have. No, there used you know, to be margins. Run, we used to run you know double truck ads and mm-hmm. every issue of the key government publications. And you just don't see that anymore. Well, the key publications are getting thinner and thinner. And well, thinner. yeah, some of them don't even exist anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, they, exactly. they exist online, but we haven't seen the hard copy. You know, Government Executive Magazine stopped publishing hard copy a year and a half ago, and I think they were the last uh, last biggie to vacate on hard copy. But they are definitely not gone. No, their online presence is, is tremendous. It's uh, significant. So, you know, they've got good reporters. Your, your younger employees – shouldn't vote you the one most likely to reference the old days. Tell them to read either of my books uh, (laughs) because they are stories about the old days because there's still lessons to be learned there. Well, which Mark reminds me of when we met, you were, you were doing um, discussion groups on, on direct mail into government and and we haven't been able to do that for years, but it used to work really well back, back in the nineties. And you, I actually produced three marketing conferences in the early 90s, and you spoke at at least one of those, uh, maybe all three. I don't remember. I stopped doing them because because um, I lost 50 grand a year. <laughs> well, to, to that point, though, about the, the direct mail, and I know, Luann, you and I have talked about this a bit. I think it can be useful if it is extremely targeted and the message is completely on point. And the example I'll give is I – did a small campaign while I was at MX Group, um, and this was a few years ago. But we had a, a client who was losing ground in NASA, and their NASA contacts weren't returning their calls. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I think my comp- competition's getting in there. And it was a design software. So they had a list of just 12 names, 12 people who were key influencers, key decision makers, so I went online and I ordered the old-fashioned Etch-a-Sketch. And then I printed out on the clear plastic, a thing that's in kind of like Etch-a-Sketch type type, that said, back in 1960, this was cutting edge in design tools. See what's changed. And then the URL. And we sent them two-day mail to these 12 names. 
And within three days, we got a call from our client, and they said they got three calls back immediately. The guys were laughing. They're, they were, you know, looking online, how do you do the Mona Lisa on a, or how do you do a race car on the Etch-a-Sketch? And it jump-started the relationship again. Now, that's not something that you could do across a huge agency or across all of civilian or anything like that, but it was a dozen names, a dozen people that they were trying to influence. And for that, it worked, so... Well, in the 80s, prior to anthrax, we had, you know, a couple of legs on the stool. We had direct marketing, traditional advertising, PR, events. What am I missing, Larry? Well, you know, there's content marketing. You know, that was big back in those days. They just didn't call it content marketing then. Right. We would still do the the hard paper. (laughs) Newsletters, collateral. White papers were still there then. Yeah. Yeah. We did all that Not still there, but were there. Yeah. But um, anything that's print-related is kind of old-fashioned now. It's, and, and out of style, everything's everything is electronic. You know, everybody. You know, marketers or rather, uh, technology companies today believe that they can do a lot of their or most of their um, lead gen and demand gen through uh, the internet and doing digital campaigns, and which is which is good. It, it generates response. We do we do some great great campaigns, uh, digital marketing programs. But you know, um, it's um, it really takes more than just one one form of uh, communications to really get your message out and build a brand. And building a brand is what I think is lacking in today's world. Yeah, agree. And you know, one of the things I talk about a lot is go where government is going. So, so many companies, um, you know, come up, and I know Rita, we talk a lot, right? And they'll come to you and they say, "We want to do a webinar." And we're like, okay, so what are you doing before? What are you doing during? What are you doing after? How are you wrapping it? Da, 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 da. You know, people aren't thinking integrated and they try to do things on their own or they try to do a breakfast briefing in D.C. on their own versus finding a reputable third party. And there's a lot of them out there. There's good, bad, ugly. Um, but find the ones that you need to go to where government is going and you will have a much more successful uh, marketing campaign. And it's a, economies of scale as well, because you're just paying a sponsorship at that point. Only pay a sponsorship if you're getting the leads back, however. Um, and it's a, a much better way to go about it. I think that it, it, using that third party too, the ones that have established themselves over years and sometimes decades can help give your brand the credibility and relevancy as well by going where they're going. So. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the pedigree of, of the partner that helps you develop your pedigree, that helps you develop that ultimate relationship that that we've been, all, all of us have been uh, seeking with our companies and our customers. But, yeah, and that relationship building, I think you said that earlier, Larry, is yeah. absolutely critical. Well, you know, that's critical, but also what's critical is understanding um, the customer's problems. And how your solution solves those problems. Government agencies are not buying products per se. They're buying a a solution to a problem. And you've got to be able to position that your product or your service or your solution as the right one that's going to solve those issues. Their problem, their missions. And so it's knowing the, the company their their products, their competitive situation, how they they rank um, with government buyers, and you know you need to wrap all that up into a strategic campaign, and then you need a really good rollout plan with the right messaging. And you know, Larry, you say the word strategic. Every single solitary government agency online available to marketers is their agency strategic plan. 
which gives you their roadmap of where they're trying to go. And with the agency-based marketing focus today as well, marketers need to go pull that down. You also need to read the president's mandate, which is Mm -hmm. full of wonderful, juicy information for marketers, as well as a lot of links of places that marketers can go and get additional information. Yeah, but you know, what's really fun is when you get a a new technology company uh, coming into this marketplace who doesn't understand what it's like to market and sell into the space. That is fun. And we love to educate them and, and bring them in up to speed and and develop campaigns for them because they are become so surprised by how different it is. Now, we're lucky because Sage is a government contractor as well as our clients. So we understand how difficult it is to to win business from government. And, you know, we, we bring this experience to our our clients. The you know the experiential side of this is is absolutely critical. I cannot you know I I consult consult with large, medium, and smalls. I pretty much stopped helping companies enter the market because most of them aren't going to have the attention span to to play the longer game, which it takes. Um, but but uh, you know I still get the calls, and you know one recently was. Uh, we we have a half million dollar budget to start this, but I just spent four hundred thousand dollars buying Metro Center for you know like a week, and I'm going. You're a niche software no! company. You spent four hundred grand to own a metro station, and they go, yeah. The agency said it was really cool. <laughs> well, and that's why a lot of our clients that are big brands. From usually from the West Coast or, or Boston, um, use us for their federal marketing because we understand this. We, we're part of the ecosystem here, you know, whether it's events or associations or the publications or, and the client base. And it's, it's a very unique space. Yeah, on, on several occasions back in the, uh, the 90s, I would be retained by marketing friends to do a one-day visit to the – New York ad agency to quote educate them on B to G, and uh, I'd come back and invariably, you know, they'd laugh at me and go, "I paid you, so I wouldn't have to do that myself," um, because it was like talking to a pet rock. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. We'll be back to wrap up right after this. I'm Jared Serbu. Each week, our program on DOD features discussions with the military's top brass, with civilian executives, and defense thinkers on how the Pentagon operates. It's reliable information from the people making and executing policy. Tune in Wednesdays at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network, or subscribe to On DOD on iTunes or Podcast One. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with Larry Rosenfeld of Sage, Luann Brossman of Government Marketing University, and Rita Walston of Snowflake. And we're talking about all aspects of marketing to the government. Um, you know, the the events we we referenced are key, but you know, again, it all all gets back to the relationship side of thing. And I know a pet peeve of yours, Larry. And your employees will laugh at you when when they hear the show is that you know 
what we have, what you and I have, is a relationship that dates back three decades. Lou and I, same thing. Rita and I, only two decades, but good enough for <laughs> rock and roll. Um, but it, it is a relationship-driven market, period. Social networking is an adjunct to that. I leverage it a lot, but I, I, I generate a ton of content, so I like to have a network with whom or with which I can share all that stuff. So um, each of the events that we talked about, you know, federal media and marketing study is going to have the marketing people, but only a couple of hundred. Uh, actually, not even that. What are they, they? You know, I'm not sure what their counts are. They have a decent room full of people, though, because it's yeah. really important information they're and, sharing. And they went to a bigger venue for the last one. They're out mm-hmm. at Wolf Trap. So, and they'll yeah. be doing a snippet of the survey findings at Gain this year as well. Cool. So people that do come to Gain that were not able to go on October 31st for their event will we'll still there catch you go. it. But you know, Rita, for for you uh, through your career, where. What, what role do, do those relationships play between you and your peers, between your company and the buyers, any of the above? I think it's relationships are absolutely critical in this market. And I think the relationships that you build with the agencies, which is why, you know, I know all of us agree, you always want to stay on the up and up when it comes to ethics and, you know, don't get into that gray area. Um, when you are doing an event where you're going to have government speakers there, make sure that you know, you're treating them with respect and making sure that they stay on the, the right side of, with their ethics officers. So I just I think you have all of these other components of a strong marketing program. Social media is definitely part of that. Um, social media, I think you can be extremely agile. The webinars we talked about, the content marketing we talked about. But you do have to have that face-to-face time. Um, I have these coins that I give when I do training. And on one side, it says on this coin, strong relationships build business. And on the other side, it says, I am not a commodity. So even if you're the person who's doing the smiling and dialing and trying to set up meetings, understand that when you build those relationships, when you build your network like that, that makes you unique in this market. And that can be very strong for your career. So very much encourage marketers to get out there and not just at marketing events, but all sorts of events. Meet people, talk to people, don't just look at your phone. Um, leverage everything that's out there. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And, and when you go to these events, you know, like everything you just said, I could just say yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. But I'll take it one step further. I have an example, and this was probably about 10 years ago. I was working on an Air Force campaign. And I was struggling a little bit because we were really trying to figure out because they were not the incumbent, um, really what could make them stand apart. So I went to an association breakfast. And if you go to any of these breakfasts or the lunches or the dinners that we talk about, don't just sit with your work peers. Go and sit at a table so you can mingle with government or systems integrators. And this particular day, I happened to sit next to somebody very high up in the IT world at the Air Force. So I said, would you mind if I pick your brain on some things? He loved it. I asked him certain things like, what would it make you, what would make you open up and read a white paper? And he gave me, well, you need to say this, 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 which were all components of what they look for for the Air Force IT infrastructure. Um, it was around data storage at the time. That was golden. I mean, you can't get that information any other way. So, um, and then from there, he actually agreed that I could communicate with him and send him questions. And I did for a while and we did communicate. So, Remember that federal and state and local government workers are humans, right? And they're your neighbors and they're your 
friends up the street and things like that. So remember that and don't be afraid to talk to them. Um, we hear from a lot of our young marketers when we do we have a very active mentor protege program. And one of the sessions last year was around networking and how don't just go and set up the tabletop or set up your booth. Talk to the customers. Talk to the prospects that are there. It's okay. You know, and ask them marketing questions. They're very happy to answer. Larry, I know your pet peeve is the millennial reliance on social as opposed to. Well, it's not really a pet peeve, actually. Our social media programs we do for clients are really leading edge. We're managing social um, for many clients now. They're executives and they're corporations. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of good results. But, you know, we can mix social media with live events. Whenever we, whenever a client is at a live event, we always are doing, you know, we set up tweets ahead of time and we're driving traffic to their booth or we're, you know, to their, to the speaking opportunity, whatever else. And uh, so it's, you know, again, nothing works by itself. There's no one silver bullet in marketing to government. You have to use many different different tools. But uh, what I particularly like about when I go to Gain is seeing all the new young faces in the marketplace because everybody's there to learn about how to do this little, yeah. little magic we do called marketing to government because you can't use the traditional direct mail. And today even email doesn't work very well um, you know, because of spam filters. So how do you get to these people? And the only way to get to them is through a mix of traditional tools like advertising and uh, event marketing and content development and uh, what we call um, marketing automation tool mark, you know, development, which is basically taking, you know, filling the, the top of the funnel with leads that come from a variety of places, right. nurturing those leads and watching them turn into sales. You know, we just announced the Gainer Award finalist this week. Press release went out yesterday. Yep. And I'm so excited. Again, this year, we're actually going to be providing um, all the gainers that attend information on what the campaigns were for all 24 finalists. We have 24 finalists this year. So it's really exciting in our, in our second year to have that much participation. And we're going to be sharing that because some of the activities that these finalists did in marketing were like, oh, wow, how creative or how innovative or, you know, in our categories are lead gen and events and partner marketing and social media and innovation. So, you know, stay tuned for that because we'll be sharing that at GAIN. Um, press release went out yesterday, so we'll be announcing our winners uh, this year at GAIN 2019. And as I'm we all know, <laughs> Mark Amtower last year was the first winner of the Gainer um, Innovation, or not Innovation Award for um, tell lifetime me the name of the award. I'm drawing a Thank you. Lifetime Achievement <clears throat> Award. And, and it was so exciting, Lara, uh, to be able to give that to you, Mark, last year because you were so um, – you well, made man, such an impact. What's the date for that again for Gain? Gain is November 12th, Tuesday, November 12th. And, you know, Mark, you've been doing this a long time, and, and we all look up to you. So thank you for all that you've done. Oh, thank everybody out there for giving me stuff to think and write about. Uh, <laughs> it's still coming at you. Uh, I ain't done yet. Um, well, you know, Mark, it's really nice that that you and I have been in this marketplace for so long and we're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Not only are we still alive, we're still contributing. I, I will say one thing in uh, in defense of social media, though. As most people know who read my stuff or listen to me uh, live or on the radio, I am a huge advocate of, of LinkedIn. 
for several reasons, not the least of which is you can start to build relationships here, but it should, in in some instances at least, carry over to the live. There's 2.2 million, 2.3 million feds now on LinkedIn. The uh, the next uh, um, uh, total count the uh, will be out in January. I'm going to do it uh, every January. And uh, I, I monitor the numbers in between the, the, each census that I do. But there's 2.3 million feds there. And that means that all of the contractors who actually make money in the market will be there as well. Not all of the 500,000 companies registered to do business with the government because some of them are still trying to figure out which end is up. Um, so I, I, I am very, as most people know, proactive on, on that particular platform. But and I, would I love add to sharing that, information and getting feedback. I would add to that, make sure you're on LinkedIn with an updated profile. <laughs> oh, goodness, yes. And, that and you're, a decent photo. And that you're also um, in the right groups. Because the thing about LinkedIn is you can really go into special interest groups, whether it has to do with artificial intelligence or cloud or cybersecurity. And, you know, for what we do is we help our clients in their developing their social selling strategy using LinkedIn and those LinkedIn groups to kind of pave the way for the, our clients' salespeople to get in the door and talk about their solutions. Yeah, and if you join the right groups, you can peruse the membership of that group. Right. And you'll find some really interesting people. Yeah, well, and LinkedIn is actually used by many of our clients very successfully for recruiting. Well, you, 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 oh, for recruiting. Hell yes. Yeah. And you know, Mark, um, we think about social networking and we think about face-to-face networking. One of the things that we've started at Government Marketing University, and I encourage everyone to go to the site, website, gmarku.com, is communities of interest. And all but two were actually requested by government marketers because they recognized a need, you know, to have a topic and have a group to come together. And we've got some pretty cool groups. We have one called Soul Survivor. So it's like the, the readers of the world, even though she's a little special because she is senior level. But there's a lot of these young marketers that are a marketer of one. And so they're coming together now every month and just talking about best practices yes. and how do I do this. Um, another great one is Health IT Marketing. And that was requested by a very large SI. So that group is is just kicking off. And so far, they've got eight members. We have men in marketing. I mean, how cool is that? So Men in marketing? Men in marketing. It still exist? It does. So that was also a request. And they didn't so ask us to join, Larry. There's a lot more of these communities of interest coming. And I would say to those listening that are in the marketing community and you're not comfortable, because a lot of people are not comfortable going to a networking event where they may not know anybody, come to GMarkU and join one of our COIs. Um, the The... There's a variety of venues out there, and they just they keep. I've been doing this 35 years. Larry's been doing it a little longer than me, but every every month, I swear, I run across a new group that's either agency focused, technology focused, all government focused, or you know some association that I never heard of before out there doing stuff. And they may only have 150 members nationwide, but if it's the right 150 people, you've got a gold mine. Quality Absolutely. versus quantity. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and Rita and I are both active in AFSEA. So, uh, AFSEA has chapters all over the world um, and focused sometimes on specific agencies, 
sometimes, you know, like your chapter, Bethesda, is focused a lot on health IT, federal health, health IT. Health IT and civilian, whereas, you know, the Northern Virginia is going to be more aligned to the military. Right. The DOD. Yes. They do a lot of stuff over Belvoir, which is a long drive for me. So uh, <laughs> give me some quick final thoughts, please. Larry, start us off. The market continues to evolve. Technology is evolving marketing uh, techniques and, and tools. And I think that it's not getting simpler. It's getting more complex. I think uh, everything is being data-driven now. Uh, the days of you know good gut feel for what an ad looks like don't exist anymore. And I think as we all develop the tools we need to move forward in the space, um, people's careers will grow at a faster rate, the ones who get it. And I think that the people in this room, Rita and Luann, are leaders in this. And I believe that people who go to game will learn a lot of new things uh, regarding how to market and be successful. Lou? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really looking always over the horizon, you know, what is coming next for government marketers. And I consistently keep falling back to the agency-based marketing rule because it's very important as you're building out your plan, do not boil the ocean. Focus on the agencies that your sales reps are focusing on. Hence, have discussions. Make sure you're going to those sales meetings. Um, you're getting involved with your capture team. Um, I asked a room of a bunch of marketers recently, how many of you have ever read a proposal? And I got one hand out of about 40 people. Read those proposals. First off, they might offer you a lot of great information, but more importantly, you'll probably as a marketer might be cringing about what they look like going out. So embed yourself and help with that, I would say was a great tip. Rita. Yeah, I agree with everything both of you said um, about reading the proposals. One thing, too, is <laughs> sometimes they may be saying what kind of marketing you're going to be doing, so you probably want to know what they're signing you up for. And I agree with the technology. Everything's always changing. The one thing, though, that remains constant is people. This is all about people. People in agencies, Luann, you said, you know, the government official, he's your neighbor. They're, you know, their kids are playing soccer with your kids. That's right. That sort of thing. So always keep in mind that there are people behind all of that, and you need to build those relationships. I know I harp on that a lot, but use the technology, leverage the technology. It is going to keep evolving, but the one constant will always be it's all people. There you go. Uh, Larry Rosenfeld, Sage Communications, Luann Brossman, Government Marketing University, Rita Walston, Snowflake. Uh, thank you for coming. This is not my day job. I do advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government. That includes agency selection. So I've seen some companies in the market come in here and pick agencies I've never heard of who've never done work here. Uh, and, you know, there's there's all kinds of ways to make mistakes uh, get some get some uh, adult supervision on on your marketing. Uh, drop me a line at markamtower at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.
This just in. Reportedly, pigs can fly. <laughs> We're going live to... Can't take another crazy headline? Well, here's something you can appreciate. The MyGM Rewards card gives you best-in-class rewards with four points for every dollar spent everywhere and seven total points earned per dollar spent with GM, bringing you one step closer to a new GM ride. That's the power of appreciation from us to you. Subject to credit approval, terms and limitations apply. Visit MyGMRewardsCard.com. Hi. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets or skincare or jewelry, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Hello? Now, open your eyes. Feel ready to start and grow your business with Shopify You'll get the tools you need to nurture your growing business and feel the same satisfaction as listening to this ad. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Simply start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.